Welcome to episode 186 of Missing Pieces. This is my weekly audio journal podcast where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into. But before we get into that, I need to address something that may or may not have affected you last week. When I was publishing episode 185, I noticed on Anchor I could put actual episode numbers in. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I should go back and do that with all my other episodes. So I started doing that and I realized that it was changing the publish date of all of those episodes. So I don't know if it happened to you or not, but maybe last Saturday you saw like six episodes of Missing Pieces get published. That certainly wasn't the case. It was just me kind of playing around in behind the scenes and it, it didn't work out. So I stopped doing that. Uh, fortunately, all the episodes do, I believe, have the episode number in the title. So if you're trying to listen to these in order, which can, I think, pay off because they kind of do build on each other, like things we talked about last week, sometimes playing to this week. And if you're trying to follow, I guess, my life over the last several years in order, uh, having the episodes in proper order should should be a good thing or would be a good thing. And they, they ideally are like, if you look at them in your podcast directory, I'm not subscribed to my own podcast, believe it or not, there are far better people out there more interesting people. I should say, uh, that I would rather spend my time with than myself. I already spend enough time with me and I'm, I'm just over it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it's like on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to this. I think that's the two primary places, but at least on anchor, everything got all weird. So, uh, that's where I publish these by the way. So if you're looking to like make a podcast, I always try to encourage people every chance I get to either start a YouTube or become a podcaster. What I have learned historically though, is that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink and you can't force your dream on other people. They have to want it for themselves. But if there's some rare instance where you're like, you know, I have this thing that I'm very passionate about that I would love to talk about once a week, once a day, once a month. Just go to Anchor. You can make yourself a podcast. Easy peasy. You can just record it with whatever. You can record it with your phone. You can record it on Anchor. It's it's crazy. There you go. There's our sponsorship of the day. This podcast is sponsored by no one other than my myself, my week, and what I'm up to and what I'm into. And that's what we're getting into right now. Starting with a chick update. I think I left you off last Friday. I'm recording this Friday, November 17th, by the way, 12.37 p.m. I left you off last Friday with, uh, I guess, the chicks moved out at that point, and they were just thinking about maybe coming outside the coop and becoming like normal chickens. Well, I'm happy to report that shortly after that, like I went out after the podcast was over, and they were literally coming outside. And the one thing that I found that motivated them, and probably mo motivates all of us quite a bit, delicious food. Outside of their coop, I moved their their little food thing, which is like a it's like a circular thing that has a feeder on top of it or like a hopper, I guess. And uh, once I moved the food outside, they were all of a sudden very motivated to come out. So they were all outside, and then they realized like, hey, this is actually kind of nice out here. This is much better than living in a little cage or a slightly bigger coop. I think I'm just gonna go out and, and enjoy being a chicky on. And that's exactly what they've been doing the the past week. I've actually upgraded their food bowl from their little hopper circular metal thing to. To a, a giant rubber bowl and uh, I've learned that they, they love to get inside the bowl like they all get in the bowl while they're eating which is fun they're also drinking out of the normal water they're integrated with the other chickens uh, when I go outside they all come running at me which is a good thing in case like something bad happens and I need to like corral them in which on occasion has happened like in the evenings everyone tends to go in and, and get all settled into the coop but on occasion like one will be outside and I'm just like ah, I gotta go help them in uh, but yeah, that's, it's fascinating to see the, I guess the instincts of animals and how these chickens just naturally know like, okay, it's nighttime. I better go in somewhere so I don't get eaten out here, even though they've never been eaten or seen anything get eaten. It's just like this instinct where it's like, all right, we got to find safety. Maybe that's just like in all of us. We don't really know it as humans, I suppose, you know, like, uh, we're, we're never like, we're not just out in the wild right now, I guess. If we were, you'd probably feel compelled to make some type of shelter or, or hide somewhere at nighttime when all the dangerous things come out. But uh, chickens, they just naturally do that. And I would, I really want to get ducks, but from what I understand, they don't have those same uh, instincts or uh, ambitions to go in at night. So you have to kind of like manually do that, which would not be ideal because sometimes, you know, you're, you're tied up, you're not home, you're traveling. Uh, chickens just make like the perfect 
animal. This podcast brought to you by chickens, <laughs> the perfect animal, the perfect pet, I should say, because one, well, they're not very affectionate. They can be, but uh, even with all of the handling that we've done on those little chicks, all the times that Clarkman and I have picked them up and Mrs. Brookatech, Cody, as she's known in some circles, uh, as, as much as we've, we've handled them, they don't ideally like that very much, even, even now. So not as cuddly as a kitty cat or your puppy dog, but how many eggs is your cat laid lately? If the answer is more than zero, I'd be worried. Uh, but yeah, it's you know it's the animal that gives back. It's the uh, the pet that poops your breakfast, as as a shirt I saw. <laughs> the, the chickens, the the pet that poops your breakfast. Anyways, if your cat pooped your breakfast too, or your dog pooped your breakfast, I'm worried about you now. So. Yeah, that's the chick update that went way, way off the rails, just as it should, and balanced as all things should be. Um, yeah, uh, chicken's good. All Everyone's still alive. Everyone's good. They're eating. They're drinking. They're chickening. Mission accomplished last week in the world of chicken raising. Speaking of things from, up, uh, from last week that I need to update you on, I talked about and made a video on the DJI Pocket 3, the DJI Osmo Pocket 3. It needs a longer name. Uh, it's, it was a camera that I was like super excited about. I loved all the features of it. It was really fun to play with. And like the, the gimmicks got me and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And you saw me nerding out on this. I was on the cusp of actually returning. And I think I talked about how I couldn't really find a, a place for this to fit into my workflow. Like when I was home, I like filming with like my, my big boy, like good camera. And then when I'm out, I felt like my cell phone still is like the perfect camera to be out and about. Cause it just like slides right in your pocket, even though it's called the DJI pocket three with the gimbal and the movement that it does, it's not really great for going in your pocket. It, and like you need, if you're gonna even put in like a backpack, you got to put it in a case. And that's just not how I operate. Like I'm out at the store. I flip my camera out. I'm like, Oh, check this thing out. Or like, I'm going somewhere. I'm at the post office. I need something that's, that's more pocketable, if you will. So I was like, where is this going to fit into my life? But this week, even I, I was literally like I had it in the box ready to go back to Best Buy. It, the label was on it. It was sealed up. It was sitting there. And earlier this week, I was like, you know what? Let me give that camera one last try because I kept watching videos on it. My algorithm is like, this guy loves the Pocket 3. Let's feed him as many videos as possible. And I'm still watching him even after I own the, the camera just to see what people have to say, like the best setup, how they're using it. And I was I, like, one like really just sold me. It was a piece of art. It wasn't even a review. It was like, dude, if I could do Lego videos in the way that this guy made this video about this camera, it, it would transcend everything and anything in this world. It was incredible. But I was like, let me give this camera another shot. And I got it out. And one day I decided I'm going to use this solely for my video today. I'm gonna, only going to use the Pocket 3. And I was just like blown away by the quality and how easy it is and just everything about it. Like it, I just fell in love with it all over again. And I'm like, you know what? This camera does have a place in my arsenal. This very much could be the replacement of my big boy camera. In fact, the quality you, you could say is a little bit better and like it's more convenient, it's lighter weight. Uh, if we're using it for at-home use, this could be the camera. And then I tested it in the studio here with my Lego stuff, like kind of just seeing what it, things look like as I'm sharing it on my No Zero Days vlogs. And it looked great. And I'm just like, dang, this, this is the move. So I have decided to keep it. Uh, it was just one of those things where I guess I had to get used to a, a new system. And I was like, okay, this is the way I have been doing things. And this isn't exactly what I've done, but this could be the way that it is done and the stability on it and uh, or the stabilization and everything is just it, the image quality. Everything is great. It's, it's just so dialed in. It, it's, it's a fantastic camera for vlogging. That being said, it's not great for taking places in my opinion. Like for me, it's going to be a home camera. I'm still going to use my cell phone when I go out to places. Like even when I go to an amusement park, I don't know if the, if that camera is the one, because it's like, you know, I'm going to have that in my hand and I'm holding it and the gimbal's doing its thing, keeping the image stable. But then we get to a ride and it's like, okay, um, where is this thing going exactly? Am I going to pull a, a case out of my pocket and then put that in the case and then put that back in my pocket? Or am I just going to have my cell phone with me and be like, bloop, here's what's going on. Okay. Hit the record button, put it back in my pocket. I think that's, that's the move. And you can't really like the quality of cameras these days even cell phones is so good at this point that 
you can't really tell when you're switching back and forth too much. Like, it's not like you go from like this amazing quality of the, the pocket three. And then like, you can tell that I'm using my cell phone. I think it kind of flows. And I think, and I, I was talking to Ronnie about this. Uh, I, I look at cameras as almost like how he or someone that's a golfer would look at their golf clubs. There's a different club or camera for every shot right? The shot part works. You know, you, you have a big camera for like special events with good lenses. And then you've got the pocket three, if you want the stabilization and maybe like something that's pretty good in low light. And then if you're out and about, you got your cell phone and I'm sure you could add a whole bunch of different other cameras and lenses and things in there if you're really serious. But for what I do, ultimately I'm just sharing like my day-to-day -day activities in my life. Uh, I could literally do it with almost anything. I could do it with a camcorder. I could do it with a potato probably as long as the potato had good audio. Cause to me, that's the most important part of a video speaking of that let's do a little test here make sure we're using the right microphone don't don't record with that one speaking of that this will be the last time this setup is actually used because this week this is, i guess going to be something uh, that i was intending to talk about later but kind of fits in here since we're talking about equipment i i have purchased a whole new setup here. I have a new desk coming. I have some other accessories coming, a new mic arm. I'm going to continue using this mic. I can't see a reason to upgrade uh, $400 for a new microphone when this one works just fine. Of the thousand or so people that tune into this, either through video or audio each week, I haven't heard one complaint about audio. I didn't even hear a complaint in the episode where I recorded at the wrong mic, I guess because I fessed up to it and people probably felt sorry for me because they knew I was crying behind the scenes when it happened. But like, it, there's just no reason. And I would say the same thing about cameras. It's called uh, gas, I guess is what this is called. And I definitely uh, have subscribed to this. It's called gear acquisition syndrome. And I'm always looking at like, Ooh, what's a better microphone? What's a better camera? What's a better lens? What's the best lens for vlogging? What's the best cell phone for vlogging and taking out with you? And it's like, you know what? I think we're doing all right, but I'm always like, I'm keeping my eye out, but this pocket three is like, you know, back to the pocket three. It has given me more excitement for what I do than any other camera possibly could. Like, it's just so much fun. And I think the, f the fun factor is really important when you're, when you're doing something like this, cause it's, it's great to have equipment and it's great to have a good time with what you're doing it while you're doing it. And I think that comes through in the videos too. So that's my uh, Ted talk on the, the pocket three it was supposed to just be like this little like side note, like, Hey, I decided to keep it. Let's go to the next thing. But yeah, that's, Welcome to Missing Pieces. We talk a long time about things that you are, like, of the, the people that are watching this, you are one of them. Believe it or not, you're one of them. I would say the percentage of them possibly considering getting <laughs> getting this camera, minuscule. But maybe I moved it up just a little bit. I That's the power of being an influencer. The only thing I want to influence you in doing... I don't care about you buying products or anything like that unless it makes you happy. If it makes you happy, I, I would love to influence you on that. My biggest thing with with what what I do here and just in general, I feel like my purpose is to try to convince people to try to work towards their goals. That's all I care about because that's like my thing. Like I, I, I believe in that so much that I just want others out there, like everybody has something that they, they want in this world. I just want to like help you move towards that in a little bit. I, mean, I try that a lot. I don't know if it's working or not, but it seems like it, especially once we get to listener feedback here. We'll talk about a few a few instances, a few cases. You know, I talk about leading a horse to water. Sometimes you don't even have to. Sometimes they just follow you right to the watering hole and they don't just drink out of it. They dive into it, which I love to see. Let's talk next about my fun of the week. You know, you could say the pocket three was that, but Clark, man, he was the creator of the fun of the week, which is no surprise. He's a fun dude, obviously. He decided that he wanted to make this video. If you didn't know, Clarkman has his own YouTube channel and he loves doing like little skits and toy videos and gaming and all, all the things that eight-year-olds love in this world, right? And Yami got this uh, Jedi costume, like a Halloween costume, which was far too big for him, but he wanted to dress up as a Jedi. It just coincidentally the day before we were having like this battle in his room and I found this lightsaber that uh, needed new batteries. So I replaced those and he was all tickled by it because it, it lights up uh, blue for Rey, green for Yoda and red for Darth Vader. And you can have a lot of fun with that. It has a little Kyber crystal in it and stuff. So he was, he was like loving that. And then the costume thing kind of got hit the gears in his mind going and he was like, I'm going to make this video of me being a Jedi. And, uh, he wanted, he came down to get a camera and I was like, well, how about I, I film it for you? We use my good camera. We didn't use a pocket three, although we could have. 
And I was like, let's, let's just, let's make the video. I'll be your guy. I'll be your cameraman. And you just do whatever you want to do, whatever shots you want to get. So we start going out and he starts, you know, he has like his little story storyboard in his mind that he wants to do and, and the things are happening. And we just started vibing so hard <laughs> that we were just like going back and forth and it was getting, it was so funny. Like he had me cracking up the entire time we're filming this, like the stuff that he's doing and like that combined with some of the, the, the jokes I was doing with like in like the camera shots and his pants kept falling down, which was hilarious. It was like so fulfilling for me. I had so much fun with it, uh, just the recording of it and the filming of it. But then when we came in and we started editing it, we're literally sitting here cackling at this video. Maybe it doesn't come through like, I don't know if someone watching it necessarily would find it as funny as we did, but the two of us together doing that just meant so darn much to me. And it was just so much fun to, to be a part of that. So I'm glad that I went out instead of like, just being like, Oh, here's the GoPro, go make something cool. Cause it's, it's way different when you have like somebody to kind of, to, to vibe with. I keep using that. That is a, I guess a, a verb to vibe is to like, I guess to, to come together, uh, like, uh, when one plus one equals three, that's kind of what happened in that video, in my opinion. And it was great. If you want to go to Clark man's channel, uh, just type in Clark man, uh, one, two, one, five on the YouTubes and you'll, you'll find it. Uh, he's at Clark man. If you want to find him, he's at Clark man, one, two, one, five. Someone got Clark man, probably one of our fans. <laughs> when I went to Vegas, you know, I'm like, who got Clark man? Who's at Clark man. There's only one Clark man around here. But yeah, that was that was my fun of the week. Also, Clarkman is leading me towards this other dark path, not only towards the dark side of becoming uh, a Sith Lord, but also into the world of Pokemon. I know I've kind of gotten into this a little bit before because of some some bad influencers in my life by the name of Ronnie, the guy I was talking about earlier. He's he's a he's a dangerous guy. But, uh, you know, we, we started getting a little Pokemon-ish here and there. Uh, but Clarkman has a couple buddies, not only at school, but on the bus. Apparently, Pokemon is a big deal. And these kids are bringing cards on the bus, and Clark's admiring them. And he wanted to take some cards in. So we got into this yard sale lot that I got a couple years ago at this point, I think. It was like 10 or $15 for all these Pokemon cards. And he starts going through them, and he's picking out ones he likes. And we're looking up the prices of them, and they're, like, worthless, basically. So I'm like, hey, take as many as you want. Take them to school. Give them away. Trade them to your friends. All this stuff. And, um, then I saw the ones that, you know, when I got this collection, I was thinking that someone had gone through it. Usually when you find something like that at a yard sale cards or whatever, someone has already gone through and, and snagged all the good stuff. This is just like the leftovers. Well, there's some valuable cards in there and they were already kind of like sleeved up or whatever. So I started looking those up and I was like, Holy moly, why am I trying to make three or $4 off of crap that I'm selling on eBay? when I could be selling some of these expensive Pokemon cards. There was one in particular that was worth like $125. I think it was the most expensive card we had in there. So I was like, pitcher, 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 list it. Because like to, to me, like that was just sitting in a drawer for a couple of years. And then to someone out there in this world, that's worth a hundred bucks to them or more possibly. I'll take I'll take a hundred bucks for it, seriously. So he, uh, we, we I listed like five of those this morning. He got a bunch of cards. He's taking in school. He's all paranoid about it, like because like these cards are contraband apparently. So he has like this beanie, and he put them inside of his beanie. Then he <laughs> his beanie on his head, <laughs> like like he's sneaking them into prison. Like he's taking he's taking like a the a knife and putting it inside a pie and like carrying it into the prison system. But apparently they consider cards to be toys, and you're not allowed to have toys at school, even at recess, which I thought was odd. I was like, you know, recess is like your time to do whatever you want to do. Obviously they want you to, I guess, run around and get all your energy out. But if you want to go out and slang some cards with your buddies on the playground, how is that hurting anyone? You know, I'm not a, I'm not an elementary school principal or teacher or anything like that. Maybe someone listening to this is, or has been, is that a problem that, you know, I could see like in class, you know, you bust out your, all your cards, you guys are wheeling and dealing, sitting in the classroom while the teacher's trying to teach. But if you're on recess, I feel like that's your, your time for free time, which this just unlocked a, uh, a memory of mine. I remember one recess, I must've been in fourth or fifth grade. I think we had a substitute that day, but I went outside and I was going to do some drawing. I was a, I love drawing. And uh, this is a thing that maybe not many people know is that I was voted most artistic of my senior class, which was quite the honor. Unfortunately, I never did anything with that because in my mind, like the thing that I wanted to go to college for, and if I could go back, I would 100% change this. 
I wanted to go to be a graphic designer. I just thought like, this is my calling. And looking at my life now, it would have been the most useful thing that I could have ever gone for would be graphic design. But I was like, no, I got to go for something that makes money. I got to do something that I can actually get a job at. And it was probably for the best because my, one of my best friends went for graphic design and when it, I just got like a thumb up on my, my thing here. That was weird. He went for graphic design and then he ended up going back to become a teacher because you couldn't get a job in graphic design. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that would have panned out, particularly like where we live. I think if I had I moved to a city or somewhere that there was more opportunity, that probably would have worked, but I would have loved it. I would have been so happy doing that. I love drawing. Drawing is my, my thing, even though I don't do much of it. Now, these days, I guess my art is uh, hopefully, if you want to call it art, is crafting stories through video. I love shooting videos. I love like getting the shot. I love sunrises, sunsets. I love animal uh, videography, <laughs> particularly chickens. I just, that, that's been, that's become like my passion. I love that way more than anything like that I've drawn or painted or anything like that. It's just, I just love video, video. Um, but anyways, back to the story about this, this substitute teacher, when I was drawing during recess, he like came over and told me like, I need to go like play. And it's like, well, why? This, this is what I want to do. So it kind of makes me think about Clarkman and maybe why I have the opinion that I have. And I'm sure you could weigh on this if you were a kid or have a kid. Um, what are your thoughts on kids doing what they want to do at recess, whether that's, you know, dealing Pokemon cards or uh, drawing or I don't know. What's the difference between doing that and playing hopscotch or playing kickball or swinging on the monkey bars or whatever? Like, what's the difference? That's my question. I guess we'll find out in next week's listener feedback. But uh, before we get to this week's listener feedback, we still got a lot of episode left. Don't you go running off just yet. Let's talk about my life in Lego this week. I did a lot of inventorying of Lego friend sets. In fact, that's like all I got done this week was uh, I had all these Lego friend sets that Clark and I kind of completed up last week. I probably talked about that. And they were on my table and I'm like, okay, these are basically worthless on eBay. We looked up all the prices and I'm just like, dude, it's like a 350 piece set and it sells for $10 after eBay fees and stuff. I make like eight bucks off of it. It's worth more to me than it is to other people, obviously. So I was like, okay, we could part these out in the collection, but they are complete sets. So maybe we should like, you know, clean them, which is what I did. And then I inventory, well, I inventoried them, which you go on BrickLink, you look at the list of pieces, you make sure everything's in there. And then I cleaned them, waited for them to dry. Then I bagged them up. And that's where I'm at now. But I did that with like all of those friend sets, except for a few that Clark wanted to play with in the tub, including the boats. Uh, playing with toys in the tub is like th the best thing. It's almost as it's almost as fulfilling as slang and Pokemon cards at, at recess. You know, it's right up there. So we, I did that and that took an incredible amount of time. I didn't think it would take as long as it did, but it seemed like any free time that I had. And we're going to talk more about time a little bit later in this episode as well, because I got a, a suggestion on that. It wasn't even on this. It was on Brickitech, a question from someone, if you will. Hopefully they listen. I just felt like all of my Lego time this week was dedicated to that. And I didn't make any videos on it because I was like, who wants to sit here and watch me inventory a Lego friend set and like put it into bags, which looking back, I imagine if I'd done that a lot as a live stream, there would have been at least several, maybe, maybe two or three, even three people that wanted to, to watch me do that. And we could have just chatted and vibed while we had that experience. And I think I'm going to do more of that as we go forward. I'm, I'm like missing that in my life, but uh, I got that all done. And I just made a video yesterday where I, I showed like the, the update, like, here's what came of all this. And then I did a Lego haul video. So that was like my only Lego video for this week. And that sucks. Cause like, I look at that as like my, my, like another one of my passions, I suppose. Can a guy have more than 17 passions? Is that possible? <laughs> it's, I, uh, I want to do more of it and I just need to clear out some time, which let's just get into the time management thing. Someone asked me for advice on time management. Uh, apparently I seem like I'm good at that. My answer to them and my response, I guess, is I'm the worst at time management. And I think I've identified it as I have this much time to do things and I like to cram three times the amount of things that you can do in that time into that time. I have read or heard on a podcast that that could be a sign of ADD. People with ADD tend not to have any kind of respect or realization as, as to how time moves and how much time they are investing into things. And I don't think that I fall into that camp necessarily. It's just I have so many things that I, that I love in this world. Like the, the Greg's World No Zero Day Vlogs. 
love it, right? Editing those takes a lot of time, more time than what I, I would like to admit. And then obviously I want to do the Lego thing, which also takes a significant amount of time, unless you're just doing a video where it's like, hey, watch me open this box, which unfortunately is like sometimes people's favorite type of video is <laughs> just like, uh, here's a haul. I would rather do something that's, I, I feel like a more value to them, ideally, maybe with like a, a life lesson or message, but that's just me because I'm like that. But then there's like gaming and stuff that I want to do as well. And somehow I just, I can barely find time to do all of these things. I do think, and this is like my suggestion in terms of time management, maybe the best thing to do, and this goes against everything in my character, but find that one thing that you're really good at, your area of excellence or whatever it is, your area of genius, and just focus everything on that and everything else let go. Unfortunately, I can't do that. I can't just be like, this is, the, this is my one thing. Like if all I did was just Lego, man, I would be like dominating at it. If all I did was just vlogs, yeah, I'd probably be like where I'm at now, honestly. Where if I did gaming, I would probably fall into the sea of gamers as well. But I think Lego is where the most opportunity is. And um, I don't know. I can't just limit myself to that, you know? Like there's just too much out in this world that I, I want to do and I want to try. And uh, I just don't – I even without having a, a job. Like I don't know how people that work 40 hours a week – like this – like I'm sure I'm falling on deaf ears right now because it's like people are like, Greg, I do more than you and I work 50 hours a week. I got 16 kids. I've got a house. I'm mowing my grass. I got to like put a new roof on. I do this all myself by hand and I get it all done in less than a week. And I'm like, you know, that's impressive. Somehow I, I don't have what you have, whatever it is. Uh, but I, I think maybe the way to do it, and like I mentioned earlier in this episode, like I want to do more live streams. I want to get more into the Lego thing. Maybe the secret is actually blocking off a, a like a time block essentially where it's like, okay, from 12 to two, that's the Lego time. Because the one thing I don't have is a schedule. So it's like, I'm, I'm just working on whatever I deem to be the highest priority in the moment. And sometimes that's not even related to my business. It could be like doing the laundry or preparing dinner or taking things to the post office, which I guess is kind of business related, but especially considering this eBay thing is like become my second job almost with, I've gone to the post office literally every day for like the last three weeks. It's insane. I need to start just selling small stuff that I could put in my mailbox. But I say this all to say, don't look at me for your answers for time management. I'm possibly the worst at it. I think if I were better at it, you would see a lot more things out of me, I suppose, because that's obviously what I would like to do with my time. Like if I could double the amount of time I have in a day, I would double my output on YouTube. That's what I would do with it. Uh, and right now I would say like, I'm probably doing more than most people do on YouTube. Like it's, if someone's doing a daily vlog, that's probably all they do right? Like that's a commitment to do something like that. They probably don't also have a Lego channel where they're hoping to do something daily on there. And they probably don't have a gaming channel that's dead and like sunk and the dust is growing on it. But you know, I, I, I think I just bite off more than I can chew, which is my answer to the time management thing. Why am I so bad at it? I bite off more than I can chew. So there's, there's your answer to how do I, how am I managing time? I'm not poorly. Speaking of time, oh, the segue just flows on this. Let's talk about Loki, Watch Attacked. So season two, Loki's out. Heard good things about it from mobile people. We all sat down to watch it, and we watched episode one and two. And it was at that point that I decided that I am out on the show. I was, like, hating it. It felt like there was just way too much going on. It was like Back to the Future without the charm of Back to the Future and like no like like I don't know it was just everywhere. And which is which is funny because that's kind of like what it's supposed to be. And after two episodes, we watched two episodes in one night. And I was just like, dude, I don't think I want to continue with this. There's still 4 hours of the show left and I I just don't. I just don't want to do this. But I made a good decision to stick with it because episode 3 was awesome. And it like completely brought me in and I'm like, oh dude, this is what I was looking for. We watched episode four that night too. I'm like, this is great. Then the next night we watched episode five and six and I'm just like, bravo, bravo. It turned out to be an awesome show. And it was like a lesson to me that you gotta just stick with things because if I had quit after two episodes, I would have missed out on all that. So if you're watching Loki, if you haven't seen season one, give that a watch and then go right into season two. I think that was a problem too. I had watched season one like so long ago that like 
season two, I'm just like, whoa, 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 what's happening? Sure, they did the recap, and I'm like, where are we at? What's what is this? What's going on? Who is this? And then like it all started flowing, and it was it was awesome. So I highly recommend Loki. It's on Disney Plus still with their price increase, still the best value in entertainment in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I, I would recommend it. But I would also recommend something else that I started watching that's like completely out of left field that you you probably haven't seen and I I've never seen in my life. And this was just like a random thing that I clicked on after one night of watching Loki. It's the Silver Surfer animated show from, I think, 1998. I started watching this. I'm like, oh, Silver Surfer. I remember the Nintendo game being like the hardest thing that man's ever come up with in terms of gaming. But I was like, let me just let me just see what this is like. And I like really got absorbed into the show. I think I've watched only three episodes so far, which is about an hour's worth. I think there's only 14 episodes. It's like one season, but it like tells the whole story of the Silver Surfer. And I'm just like engrossed in this. The The writing is fantastic. The The language they use is like really high level. And I'm just like, wow, this is such a cool show. It's kind of like the X-Men, I guess, from the mid 90s. Like, you know what those 90s cartoons are like, but man, it's... It's really good, and I'm like gonna watch the rest of it too. I've been wanting to get into more anime stuff, and particularly anime that I can watch with Clark Man. Uh, most of the stuff that I get recommended is way too violent for him, um, but this is like this works, and me and him were watching it. Him and I were watching it, and uh, Cody, she she was out. <laughs> She's like, it's cheesy. I'm like, it can be cheesy and good, right? Look at me. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, Silver Surfer, Disney Plus, still the greatest value in entertainment, even with the price increases, as I mentioned. Other things I watched, or other thing I watched, Better Call Saul, holy smokes, just like Loki. Like, I've been cranking this show out for a long time. I watched, like, four seasons of it. Then I, like, there was no more available for free, so I, I gave up on it, I guess. But then season five and six are available. I think this is all on Netflix. Not the greatest value in entertainment. Finished season five last night. And I'm just like, dude, this show is getting so good. Like there's all this buildup through all these seasons. Like it's such a slow burn. And then you get to like season five and now I'm in season six and I'm just like, wow, this is so good. It ends in season six. It brings everything full circle. Uh, Better Call Saul is like the follow-up or prequel, if you will, to Breaking Bad, a show that I think a lot of people probably know and have watched. But if you're going to watch one of them, watch Breaking Bad first. Because it'll, this will all make sense to you. And uh, man, it's so good. So I'm excited to watch the the rest of season six, which I think is like 13 episodes. So I'm hoping that I can report back to you on that next week. Actually, I won't. And I'll tell you why. But later in this episode, uh, you, you may know why. Uh, I'll report back to you next time we do an episode. I'll say that. They're spoilerific. Uh, that was all the stuff I watched. In terms of gaming, Game Attack, Greg's Arcade, Clark and I got this game. I got such a great deal. It's called Pocky and Rocky Reshrined. It's for the Nintendo Switch. I got this for like 11 bucks, usually like 30 bucks. It's hovered around like 20 or 21 or so. And then I saw it for like 16. I almost bought it. And then I saw it for 11 on Slick Deals. And I was like, that's a snag. Uh, if you don't know what Pocky and Rocky is, it's like a, uh, it's like an old Super Nintendo game that's actually pretty rare now. There's Pocky Rocky 1 and Pocky Rocky 2. The one game's like $100. The second one's like $400. Kind of rareish. But this game is kind of like a reimagining of of that game, and uh, you you kind of just go through these levels almost like uh, it's almost like a beat 'em up a little bit, but not side scrolling. You're like you're going through all these levels, like you're moving up, left, right, down. It's almost like a, a bullet hell style type game too, and it's very difficult. Like it took Clark and I several tries to make it through just the uh, first level, but man, it was rewarding when when I when we made it. So we're on the second level now. That's all the time we had to play, uh, but it's it's a good time and. Um, Lots of fun. If it's still on sale, I'd recommend it, particularly if you have a Switch. The other game that I started playing this week is like the opposite of the the craziness that that one is. It's a Xbox Game Pass game called Cocoon. I heard about this on a podcast I listened to. And it's this puzzle game that's very interesting. You play almost like a moth of sorts. There's not really any story to it. And the only controls are the directions and one action button. And you start in this first world and you have to like do these tiny little puzzles that are pretty easy but when you the interesting thing is when you leave that first world like you jump out of it and this world is like a ball like the whole world's inside that ball that you then pick up and then you can use that to activate other things to like open doors and whatnot but then you can also go back into that world and it's just really interesting and uh, there was one puzzle that really like 
got me kind of stumped, but then I saw like this clue. I didn't want to, I refuse to look anything up on the internet. I will not do that. But I saw like this clue on the side of this pillar that I had to turn. And then I figured it out. And it was just like that sense of like, uh, it's like a reward almost where like you, you accomplish something. I really love that. It itches or scratches all the right places in my brain. You know, it's like, okay, what's this? What do I have to do here? And then you're like, okay, turn that, do this. And then I need to go over and do this. And it's like, everything's unlocked. And you're just like, dude, it's so cool. So that game, like, I, I think it's going to become like my new merge and blade probably <laughs> where I'm just trying to get through it. And then I'm probably going to get to a part that super stumps me, but then I'm going to keep coming back over and over again until I can like figure it out, but I'm not going to do any interneting on this. I want this to be like right from my brain. And I think it's one of those things where it can get a little frustrating, but if you just kind of like look at the clues you have, because it kind of builds on itself. I think it's I, I think it's one of those things that is going to be really rewarding uh, towards the end. Uh, speaking of really rewarding, another thing that I've recently gotten into that I'm I'm really proud of is like and I, maybe this is like my new obsession. I love keeping my car clean. My car kind of fell into a state of disrepair when the chickens were in the garage. Like it got like super dusty and stuff. And the inside was looking not great too. And uh, I went to the car wash and got it all cleaned up. And then I decided to come home and like do the inside of it. And ever since then, like everything was like perfect, right? Ever since then, I've been doing everything I can to keep the car like immaculate. This is like a thing for me. Like if there's any like a little bit of dust on the, the, the dashboard, I take like a cleaning wipe and wipe that off. If there's any like little smudges or fingerprints or dust on the screen in there, I wipe that off with a, like a lens cloth. I got like all the little bugs and stuff off the front that were there from the summertime. Uh, Roxy's in the back. Every time she gets out, I take like the little um, battery operated vacuum that I have and I suck up like all like, the little pieces of stone and things that could be in there. I wipe any kind of thing that gets dusty and dirty. And as such, like my car looks like like it just came off the showroom floor and I love it. Like it's, I don't know, it's, it's probably silly and probably a waste of my time, but there's something with me and like the pride of ownership that I want in my life where it's like everything is, is nice and, and neat and tidy, not to a level of like obsessive compulsive, like where everything has to be perfect, but I am a little obsessed with, with this. And uh, I would like that to translate into other aspects of my life as well, where it's like, okay, everything has a place. Everything is tidy. And uh, e the whole eBay thing and selling off of stuff, I think, is really helping towards that as well, because I'm just kind of clearing out unnecessary things, which helps me then focus on what I do have and what is being used. And then I can better keep track of that and have a place for it when there's not a ton of stuff everywhere. So that everything's kind of good in that regard. eBay obviously still going really well too. I, I'm just not even going to include that as an update anymore. Just know like I'm still listing things. I'm still selling things. So that's, it's good. And I, man, I've really got to hit it with the Lego thing too. I think I got a bunch of sets I need to put on there that hopefully I think in like November, December might be a great time to, to have those things on there. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this week and in, in my life and things. That's at least all I can think of. I'm sure when I edit this week's videos, which I'll be doing here over the next few days, I'll be like, oh, I should have talked about that, but we can always hit that up later. What we'll do now, though, is get into listener feedback. You guys had a lot to say last week, so I will read your comments and uh, respond accordingly. Uh, starting with Colt, who says, uh, so Clark and Cody got sick. I also have COVID this week, and as I recover from cancer, it's not like if you get COVID where you'd stay home. I had to drive two hours to Buffalo at 9.50 p.m., get my blood drawn. Uh, it sounds like a nightmare, Colt. He says, I play Fortnite. It's very fun. I talked about a little bit of Fortnite. Clark's been getting into that. Uh, he, he says the OJ, OG season really doesn't matter because he, he hasn't been there since the very beginning, I guess. Uh, racing setup sounds cool. I can't wait till your yard sale videos come back. Believe it or not, like we're we're like four months away from that, five months at most. I sent a, he says, I sent a blue jet ski. I don't know if it came yet, but also my Sig Fig. It might be in our PO box. I only check that every so often. He says, I enjoy doing Lego advent calendars too. Congratulations on the chickens. I love Halloween. It's very fun going around. Trunk or treating is like boot Lego. I'm 13. <laughs> yeah, he's saying like it's like cheating if you do if you uh, do trunk or treating. He says, I'm 13 and I still enjoy, I still enjoy going trunk or treating. Also did not hear anything about Jabba. The guy, uh, yeah, Solo was, was 
not that good. Anyways, have a good week. I also use the DJI for chicken live streams and bear live streams. What are all the new chickens names? Oh man. Well, thank you for the, for the comment and uh, hitting on all the things we talked about last week. I can tell you, listen, if this was a test, you passed the chicken names. I don't think we have them all named yet, but we have Patty. Cause she was like, she had like a little pasty butt when she was little. So we were calling her like pasty. Then I decided to switch it to Patty. We have Patty, Helga, Tom, who's actually a girl, but like it's little Tom, actually. We've got Summer Penguin, who is uh she's a well summer. And then we have the Green Queen, who's yet unnamed. And I'm missing one. Who's number six? I'm trying to think. Oh, Sugar Shack. Oh, Buffy. She's a buff orphan, so we just called her Buffy. I know it's kind of a summer and Buffy are kind of like generic names, but you know, it's we had to come up with something. So Green Queen is the only one that isn't quite named yet. Uh, we just got to figure out what we're going to call her. I'm sure I'm sure a name will come. I let Clark Mann do most of the naming, but we were kind of just kind of going back and forth on names, and he was really liking the ones that we have. Um, but that's that's where we're at so far. But it's it's kind of crazy. They're already they're darn near two months old. We don't have a name for Green Green Queen yet. If you have a suggestion, throw it out there. She's the black one that's gonna lay green uh, eggs, which is kind of neat. Thank you for the comment though. Next one comes from Sam. He says, uh, "Hello, Greg. Sucks that Cody and Clark got sick. Yeah, if you missed last week's episode, they were sick over the weekend. Luckily, everybody's good now. I never got sick, even though last last podcast I was like get, trying to get a scratchy throat a little bit." All good. All good. It says, I almost argue that school is a higher risk when it comes to germs than the hospital. Yeah, no one, like at the hospital, everyone is very cautious of of germs and doctors wear masks and things. At school, everybody's just like slobbering and snotting all over everything and touching things. Each other's Pokemon cards, you name it. It says, they always... Uh, just so conveniently happen uh, midweek then have them when I have the most work to do. He says, I get sick three to four times a year and it happens midweek when he has the most work to do. He says, I have phases every two months where I go hardcore on the Forza Horizon series. If you've ever played them, I highly recommend giving it a try. It's definitely worth it. Uh, I just think, uh, I think I just like the fact that you're racing on real roads rather than racetracks and the vehicle selection is immersive. He says, as for when my friends stopped trick-or-treating, the majority of them seem to stop when they're in junior high, so ages 12 to 14. Hope this helps. Well, anyway, have a great week and see you next week. Okay, so we still got like four years of Clark Man trick-or-treating, hopefully with me. Uh, I think I'm going to start dressing up next year. I regret not doing that in the in past years, but it's never too late to fix your mistakes and to live without regret. As for Forza Horizon, I've played them all, I think. Uh, I prefer track racing. I like sim racing the best. Like, you know, driving arcade style is fun, I guess. You know, you can drive all over these roads and crash through signs and trees and go anywhere. But there's something to me about racing on an actual track with like cars that are really like specked out the way that they're supposed to be. And then using the wheel and pedals and shifter and all of that just really is like, that's like my thing. I love simulation racing the most, but I can see why people love arcade too. It's fun just to kind of get in there and like shut your brain off and drive around and do all these things. I felt a little overwhelmed with Forza Horizon. Like there's so much to do. It's crazy. Like you do one thing and then like two more things unlock. Uh, it's a great game graphically. It's incredible. Uh, but yeah, I just, Gran Turismo is just like, it's my thing. I love that game so darn much. And I still want to get the racing cockpit. I'm just like trying to figure out like where it would go and how I'd make it work. I, I think it'd be worth it though. I think I'd get my use out of it. I think it'd be like my thing where I'm just like, I'm going to go do a couple races here with my video exports. <laughs> Thank you for the, the suggestion and comments. If you guys want to check out Forza Horizon, available for free on Game Pass, uh, as is Cocoon. Next one comes from DB Brick. He says, "Love games like Parkitect. Roller Coaster Tycoon was one of my favorites as a youngster. I need to try that one out. I like Parkitect because you're doing like the whole park. Is Roller Toast Roller Coaster Tycoon? Is that just making roller coasters, or can you do the entire park? Because I want to like I want to run everything. That's what Clark Man's into. He says, "Great to see games like that. Indeed, Minecraft that don't go for the ultra HD." extreme realism, PC killing graphics that in the end you have no immersion or simply don't work. Looking at you, City Skylines too. I watched a guy play that. That actually looks kind of fun. He made a city just for one person, which was neat. He says, uh, and are just about the uh, experience building your world and playing the game, especially when you can see your creations and hard work at the end of it all. Having my gaming PC break down on me a couple weeks ago was annoying enough as it was, but then having Bricklink go down last week as well was just the absolute kick in the teeth. Needless to say, as a full-time seller, it's been quite the most stressful week. There was 
so little information being given out to which uh, at a point is understandable, but as they try to figure out the issues and work on a fix. But not knowing whether I was going to have no income for hours, days, or even weeks was not fun. Thankfully, all back to normal now. Just uh, could do with a little bit more luck going my way. I hear you, man. That whole brickling thing was crazy. I thought, like, okay, this is happening, and I figured it'd be down for, like, a couple hours or a day. They shut that down for darn near a week. That was... That was wild. And I didn't realize just how much I used their service. Like the inventorying of all those sets I did this week. I'm on BrickLink more often than than I ever thought I was. Uh, but I love what they do. I love that opportunity. Like if you're missing a piece, you can go on there and buy the pieces you need. I just, I think it's a fantastic website. Uh, apparently not very good in terms of security, at least at the time, but I bet they are now. I bet they learned their lesson. I bet it's, I bet it's locked down. So I highly doubt anything like this is going to happen again to them, but they definitely got caught with their pants down for sure. And uh, the amount of time that it took them to fix that site was kind of almost unacceptable in my opinion, uh, even though like they don't know anything to anyone. They don't know anything to me or to, to you as a seller. It's just, geez, like, can you imagine like a, a site like YouTube going down for almost a week or like, I, I mean, that would never happen it, like with Google and stuff, but like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just, just how, how bad that was, but it's back now and everything's good. All right with the world. Next one comes from, uh, one clever pig, another gaming comment says, how about that Gran Turismo 7 update 1.4? Finally, some awesome content for such a great game. It finally brought me back to the game after a six month hiatus. I'm loving the master license test. I, yeah, Gran Turismo is, is my jam. He says, sadly, I only have a controller, but still managed gold on the Nordschliff circuit. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Probably my life's greatest accomplishment apart from my kid, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. She's the best. I'm curious what your favorite part of the game is. Personally, I really like the longer races. There's a one hour at a spa uh, at, at spa with uh, day, night, and rain, which is my absolute favorite race. I'd love to try that out. Uh, I've been like, my favorite thing so far has just been doing all the menu races. And like, I feel like I'm working, it's almost like a a checklist or like a game where it's like different levels. Like, okay, you have to get all these different uh, Hondas basically, or you have to go get these BMWs. And I just, I've been enjoying working my way through that, but mostly I just, I just love any part of the game where I can get in and just drive these cars and see how different they all feel and decide like ultimately like what cars do I like the best? What type of like engine setup do I want? How does this affect it if I put these tires on? I learned kind of late that adding racing tires to the to the cars really gives you a, a great advantage in some of these races. I was doing like all this stuff to upgrade the engines and stuff and being like, okay, what, what's the horsepower going to be? How's the handling? But then like you put the tires on, it's just like, whoa, game changer. Uh, I would love to go through and like if all the games, this would be probably impossible, but I would love to platinum Gran Turismo 7. I don't know if anyone's done it. I'm sure they have. But if you could do everything there is to do in that game, can you imagine how crazy that'd be? I would say my worst or my least favorite thing, if you're curious, is the rally racing. For some reason, I just can't wrap my brain around how to handle these rally cars. And it was the only time in the game that I turned on all the assists to like help me with it because I was just like, I was getting screwed in that. So uh, that's that's where I am in Gran Turismo. Ideally, I, I will get that racing set up and I would love to play more of it. And maybe if I can try to document it, it'd be kind of cool too. But he says I should get the racing the racing rig. <laughs> You should too, honestly. If it's if it's that big part of your life, you should try it. See if the wife and, and the daughter will allow it. Next one comes from Matt. He says, hey, Greg, the only thing I have to add to the discussion of cameras is I hope you still have the vest that you can put on the GoPro and uh, ride some roller coasters so we can get your experience in those things on video. Thanks for all the good content. I do. I, of all, I sold off like a ton of my camera equipment. In fact, this camera that I'm using right now may end up getting sold off potentially. I, I have some things in the works right now. This is this whole setup is going to be a little different next time you see me. That was very weird. My camera must have heard me talking bad about it because like this weird thing happened on OBS, which is what I used to record this, and like this thumb up thing happened. And then my whole thing froze up. So I don't know what that's all about, but uh, let's get back to the listener feedback on things. I do have that that camera, of course, and I will get my perspective on the roller coasters because right now as it stands, like I'm just using my phone and then I record us like kind of going up to it, but then I don't want to have my phone out on the coaster because bad things could happen. I definitely don't want to lose it. I don't want it flying off and hitting somebody, but having the chest strap with the GoPro on would be ideal. Not a good situation for the pocket three. Again, not, not the right club for the shot there. If we're going back to golf, uh, thank you for the, the comment though. Next one comes from Tracy. 
She says, uh, thanks for having me up, Greg. I've come a long way since first joining your community. You mentioned wondering how long you have until uh, of Clark trick-or-treating. My kids all trick-or-treated with, with me for a while, but by middle school, they wanted to go with their friends. They've all still gotten costumes every year and dressed up. They're now 19, 18, and 12. So there is hope to keep some magic, even if it changes over time. And yeah, good boy, what a good lesson on things changing over time. And I think ultimately you just got to enjoy the moment that you're in right now. That's what I'm trying to do. I think about Clarkman. I'm like, man, 10 years from now, he's going to be an adult. So like over these next 10 years, I got to soak everything in that I can because after that, like he's going to be go living his own life, you know, and my life will be different. We'll be in a whole new chapter then empty nesters, if you will. And, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see like, you know, where life takes us. I'm excited. Uh, next one comes from vanishing. He says, uh, he has a question actually. He says, um, my friends and I are creating our own podcast about college life and other random topics. If you'd like to check it out, I can send you a link. Yeah, put it in the next, uh, put it in the feedback for this. He says, question, how did you start off your podcast and develop all the topics and ideas for it? Thanks for everything you do for all of us here. Oh boy, that's a tough one for me to answer, I guess, because mine isn't like a topical thing like college discussions would be. Mine's just like a week to week thing, right? I just talk about what I did this week. It's more of like an autobiographical uh, episode. Uh, versus unless you're just going to talk about like, here's something that happened to me in college this week, but I think yours would probably be better suited to be like, man, eating the, the college meal plans. It's, it's really expensive or like the food's really delicious or the food's really terrible or like finding parking at college is, is, is crazy or I can't have my car or my roommates or, or how to deal with like rambunctious roommates. Like you guys will have to sit down and, and kind of brainstorm some topics. Whereas me, I'm just like, what did I do this week? And I'm just like, so I'm probably not the person to ask about that. Just like I'm not the person to ask about time management. Uh, cause my situation is not ideal. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. And I'm curious to see, like, is there a market for the college age people? on podcasts that want to know like what college is like. I think that you'd, you're going to have a lot of success. I think with kids that are in like 11th and 12th grade that are looking to go to college and they're like, what's that experience going to be like? And to hear some people kind of just sitting down and talking about that, I think would be really interesting. I think that demographic too, I think something that would do really well for them. If you did your podcast and did like little clips of it and put it on TikTok, I think that would do extremely well if you like were able to get that down to like a minute of you like talking about a, a specific topic. I think that would be pretty cool, particularly because you're like, you're in, you're on the ground. You're in you're in the trenches doing this stuff. I think that would be pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, you you probably know your situation better than I do. But there's some ideas for you, since I can't tell you how to come up with with uh, how I come up with topics. It's just like, oh, Sunday uh, we made a video about Clark being the worst Jedi. Write that down. Write that down. Anyways, next one uh, comes from Cyber. He says, hope you guys are all over being sick. It's never fun. Sometimes getting to stay home was enjoyable to a degree. Playing video games or watching movies, eating some soup or something soothing. That is true. Yeah. It's like having a snow day or what used to be a snow day. These days they have, they all have Chromebooks at our schools. So if there is a remote day, it's, it's now that's what it is. It's not like, oh, school's closed because it's snowing. It's like school's closed get out your Chromebook and be ready to go for to school at nine digitally. That kind of sucks. You see, you've lost that, that little bit of being special, but I do agree. Like there is something cool about being sick and like watching movies, eating soup and that kind of stuff. He says, it'd be cool to see your journey with yard sale deals and flipping things and uh, seeing what scores you get. I'm sure it'll inspire others to do the same or at least sell things they no longer use. That'd be something I'd like to encourage people to do. It's, it's benefited me so much. He says, I really enjoy seeing your chickens and how you take care of them in your videos. I'm also into raising and having chickens. I know the feeling when you let them outdoors for the first time in the first few weeks, it's awesome to observe their behavior. It's been funny seeing your, all your Star Wars talk and references in your videos made me laugh several times. Yeah, we're, we're kind of into that. We also watched Star Wars episode four this week too. I forgot to mention that. Clark can do trick-or-treating all the way through junior high. When you get into high school, it starts to feel weird doing it, but that was me personally. There's so many kids I went to high school with that still did it. So really it's up to you guys and Clark's decision to do it or not. I imagine like where he's at, like he, at least now he loves getting dressed up in costumes. So I could see it being something that we do for an extended period of time. He says, imagine by junior high, I'll want to do it with friends and not you and Cody. I'm here for your channels and we'll contact, uh, to watch and listen as long as you make them, uh, have a great weekend and upcoming week. Thanksgiving is creeping up fast. Indeed it is. Thank you for the very thoughtful comment. 
Next one comes from Jennifer, who has some uh, suggestions for Clark Man for books and things that he could get into, and also a uh, uh, like a a tray for the car that you can work on things in the car, like building Lego sets. Uh, she mentioned this story about. I'll, I'll summarize this. Apparently, she had a family member that was trying to get a Thanksgiving meal made, and then they went through HelloFresh, but it was like a super complicated meal, and uh, they they backed out of it because it was just way too much. Uh, if you're wondering about HelloFresh, we've done it in the past, which she's aware of. That's how she she knew about it. Uh, but usually, the meals really aren't too bad. They give you the ingredients you need, and uh, like. Uh, directions on how to make it. So it is kind of like it's a meal kit, uh, but you do have to put the work into actually making it, which could turn some people off because it's it, basically all it's doing is saving you the effort of going to the grocery store and and prior to that coming up with the meals. Uh, but you're paying a huge premium for it. I looked up HelloFresh recently just to see like what it's costing. And I feel like these days it's way more expensive than it was when we signed up. Like we were doing it back in like 2020, I think, something like that. Uh, but these days, man, I'm just like, dude, we can go to the grocery store and get so much food for what they're charging for like these little meals that are like three times a week. So it's like, it's not even really saving you from going to the grocery store. Like you can't just survive on HelloFresh meals. It's just like a, uh, they're subsidizing your weekly meals, but you're paying a huge premium for them to ship these foods to you. And they're like keeping them fresh, which like things are kept cold and then you still have to make the meal. So like for me, you're probably better off like maybe just like once or twice a week going out for dinner with your family, honestly. Like you're, you're going to do better with that unless you just really love cooking and you're looking for new ideas. But what we did is we saved all of the HelloFresh recipes. So now, and as you've seen in one of our recent vlogs, we can just use that to make meals because the recipes are there. But you don't even need to do that. You can just go online and get any recipe. Just go to like randomrecipe.com. In fact, I've heard that ChatGPT has an option now where you can type in like foods that you have in your refrigerator. And they'll be like, make me a meal using these foods. And it's like, here's what you can make. That's kind of cool. Uh, so HelloFresh, I don't feel like really, it's not worth it. It doesn't have a place, um, at least at least for us. But maybe to you or, or someone out there, if you like that as like, a, you know, a, a, how I treat a Lego set. You know, like you get this thing in the mail and you're like, oh, this is so cool. I get to make like a bulgogi bowl and I get to use these ingredients. It's, it's very much like that. It just depends what your interests are. And my interests tend not to be in cooking. I don't really like the whole kitchen thing that much, but I do it because we need to eat. Uh, next one comes, uh, next one's from Jennifer as well. She says, uh, she like she liked to know what Cody watches. Uh, boy, you, you, you'd be into her podcast. Probably you're in the wrong demographic for me. But as I sit here and talk about cameras and video games, you're like, what's Cody watching? And what's, you know, what's his HelloFresh? Um, she watches the great British baking show, which you might like. She watches Outlander. Uh, she's watching The Witcher now, which I started watching The Witcher and I just couldn't get into it. But imagine it's one of those things like Loki where if I really gave it an honest chance, I'd probably like it. I think those are her things that I've seen her watching recently. Like sometimes when Clark and I get into something, she'll she'll watch her thing. Like uh, apparently she likes The Great British Baking Show more than Silver Surfer, if you can imagine that. How is that even possible? But yeah, that's kind of what she's what she's into, that kind of stuff. Maybe I'll talk, I'll talk to her and say someone's interested in hearing what she has uh, – to watch and uh, give you a watch list of things that you could add to your list if you're in her demographic, as opposed to the Loki Silver Server demographic. Uh, next one and last one comes from Joey. He says, another lovely episode. He's going to send us out on a nice positive note here. Lovely episode on a Sunday morning. After years of listening, you finally convinced me to start my own little video podcast series. You're a big inspiration to me, Greg. I hope you know how many people you touch. I hope to do something even a little similar in my videos. I love that. Just like I was talking about earlier, you just never know. It's, it can just feel like a podcast talking about my week. And sometimes I feel like, why would anyone care about this? Uh, but then I get messages like that from Joey and it's like, well, there, there is a purpose to this. There is somebody that's getting something out of this. And if it's, that's what makes it worth it. For me, obviously, like I love just sitting down and kind of just getting things off my chest. This allows me to get ideas out. And it's like a release for me to do this. And I always joke about you guys being my my therapists, my weekly, my free weekly therapists. And you you don't say much, but when you do, I appreciate it because it I like the listener feedback because it adds, I think it adds a, a little bit uh, of variety to the show because it's not just me talking about the same thing every week, my, my chickens, my cameras, my games. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, occasional new ideas or, or great, uh, discoveries. Uh, it's, it's fun hearing back and to know that, uh, this is having an impact on people is, is very rewarding. Uh, that being said next week, 
you're going to have to live without me because I'm taking the taking the week off. Clark Mann, today is his last day of school for the next 10 days. He has Saturday, Sunday, all of next week, and then Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off. So we got 10 days in a row off, and I'm pretty much just taking the week off. I'm probably still going to record stuff that we're doing. Like I want to do the Great Pumpkin Dune Drop roll that's coming up. We're going to be doing a lot of Legoing, which I'll probably be filming and stuff, but I don't think I'm going to film like the no zero day traditional, like here's everything that I did throughout the day and week type thing. It's going to be kind of us just doing whatever we do. I've got to do a big setup change here for this. Uh, I'm getting my, my place looking real nice because my nephews are coming over for Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving week, by the way. Uh, if you're if you're maybe not from the United States, you're like, well, why, why does he have all these days off? Thanksgiving. Uh, my nephews are coming over this week, uh, spending the night. So we're going to be doing a lot of gaming and stuff like that, which I should bring back the gaming channel and stream that because I know a lot of people get enjoyment out of that. I like to do some cleanup in the storage room, make some space in there because the table slash desk that I'm using now needs a new home. And I would love to have that in there as like my eBay workspace. So everything that eBay related, it is stored in there and also like I do all my shipping and all of my packaging and everything in there instead of like part of it being in the storage room and part of it being at Baratech, part of it being upstairs where our printer is. I would love to make that happen. So I've got a lot of things that I'll be doing in that regard. Maybe not super interesting to film, but this week's going to be a big like kind of cleanup push for me, but also just like spending a ton of time with Clark, man. Like Monday and Tuesday are going to be guys days. Uh, Cody has teacher and service days, both of those days. So it's just going to be us, those two. But then she's off from Wednesday all the way up until I think she's off Monday as well. So she's got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And that's that's pretty darn cool. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I don't want to take an hour out of my, my like our time together to record a, a podcast. You know, so uh, I will report back when I come back in two weeks time, I'll, I'll talk about all the things we did and stuff. I'll try to keep notes of it all. And I can, I'll have a super long episode for you to make up for not being here next week as though like your life revolves around this. But I know what it's like when you have a podcast that you look forward to every week. And it's like, especially when they're published regularly and it's like, okay, every Monday I listen to this podcast and this is like a part of my Monday or Sunday or Thursday or whatever, whatever you do this. It sucks when that there's a gap there, which is what I've been trying not to have. But I'm just going to I'm going to take this one off. And the only other time I'll probably take off is Christmas. So that's it. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you celebrated it in your uh, neck of the woods. And uh, we'll be back in uh, two weeks time with another episode. And I'll tell you about all of the things that I got into and up to here on Missing Pieces. So until then, we'll find you in the next episode. <laughs>